0: Welcome to the Indisposable Podcast, produced by Upstream and supported this season by Patagonia. I'm your host, Brookine Gatewood. Thanks for joining for another episode celebrating solutions to plastic pollution. Today I have the opportunity to speak with Vanessa Pope who is a educator by trade and an associate with Rethink Disposable and the co-founder of Mud Lab which is a community resource center, event space and zero waste grocery store in North Oakland and Mud Lab is connected with her nonprofit consultancy and brokerage for Here, Please, where Vanessa and her co-founders work with local cafes and restaurants to help incentivize owners and customers to practice reuse. So uh, we're really grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you today, Vanessa, and hear a little bit about your, your very integrated community reuse projects that you've got going in Oakland. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so my first question is, you know, what's the origin story here? I know you worked for a long time as a teacher in the Oakland school system, and somehow I think while still teaching, you started these projects. So how did these visions come to be, and and what's the story of uh, the origins of Mud
1: Sure. Um, Well, I had the opportunity when I moved to Oakland to live near Lake Merritt, which is a wildlife refuge. It's the oldest wildlife refuge in the country, actually. And that's a, um, it's part saltwater, part freshwater lake, urban lake in the middle of Oakland. And so I was running the lake every day, you know, teaching as a profession. But every day I was seeing so much trash ending up in this beautiful preserve. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, what's something that I can do And so I started a lake cleanup group and we met every Saturday. Um, This was like 2018 that we started this. We met every Saturday to run the lake and pick up trash while we were running. It was called Fit for Good. Uh, Mm. But then after doing that for about a year and not seeing any less trash, I got to thinking there's got to be something else that I could do. So I looked into kind of what what might be possible in terms of source reduction? And I started talking to local cafes, and I found a cafe um, which is actually facing the lake called Perch Coffee House. And I approached them and I said, "Hey, would you guys be willing to, you know, try this new idea that we have—just giving up all of your disposable cups?" And to my, you know, shock and awe, they were like, "Sure, yeah, let's do that." Um, and so we promoted them we you know got them on the cover of the sf chronicle and a few other publications and they gave up all disposable cups so they insisted that customers bring a reusable or they would rent the customer a, a jar a glass jar that they could then reuse on you know subsequent visits and from there, everything kind of grew. Uh, we opened the first Mud Lab location in North Oakland um, in December of 2019. And then we opened, actually our new location is at the former Perch Coffee House, which is sort of serendipitous. Hmm. They decided to close at the, at the beginning of the pandemic. And so we took over this space from them. And so now we operate right near the lake, which is where we kind of got started.
0: And so are both locations cafes and grocery reuse opportunities?
1: Um, We actually shut down our first location. Um, So our first location was near a BART station. And because of the pandemic, we just saw such a precipitous drop in um, foot traffic that Mm. we decided to just focus on this one location near Lake Merritt. So that, that space is actually empty right now. But yeah, we have, so we have zero waste groceries. Um, Everything comes in reusable containers or, you know, we do have some compostable options that are um, certified compostable. So instead of compostable plastics, we have bamboo or fallen palm leaves. And then, yeah, it's a cafe as well. So during the morning hours, we serve coffee and bagels.
0: Awesome. And so how has your business been affected by... COVID, it sounds like you used that moment to transition into a new space. What are some of the other impacts that you've been seeing on people's willingness to come in and engage in the reuse space?
1: Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, I think the plastic lobbyists are a step ahead Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they've kind of spread the word that reusables are dangerous, even though there are no confirmed cases of surface transmissions. So that's been unfortunate because you get some people who come in and say, oh, like I just really want a disposable cup because it's safer, even though that really hasn't been proven. So, but by and large, people have really embraced the system. We've set up some new protocols to kind of, protect customers given the pandemic so we're, we're only doing to go but we're doing it in reusable jars and then we have a one-day delay sanitization system mm-hmm. so people bring us a jar that they used we sanitize it overnight and then we give them a fresh jar to leave mm-hmm.
0: that's great um well i'm really curious one of the things when i was looking at your website so you've got the mud lab and then you have this for here please project tell us a little bit of, more about that part of what you're up to
1: yeah, unfortunately, For Here Please has kind of taken a little bit of a back burner um, since Mud Lab started, partially because of the pandemic, right, you can't really do For Here Please very in very many spots right now, especially in Oakland. Mm-hmm. In other parts of the country, I think it's definitely coming back, but in Oakland, um, indoor and outdoor dining are both not really allowed right now, um, unless you have enough space to do it, um, which is a luxury. But so for Here, Please is kind of similar to the work that I do with Rethink Disposable. And so I, I'm kind of more focusing on Rethink Disposable at the moment. And that's, you know, going around to restaurants and then helping them figure out ways to reduce disposable plastics. Um, so right now, my ter- the main territory that I'm focusing on is Palo Alto.
0: For the Rethink Disposable efforts? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, everybody in this space is finding their ways to keep the work moving and certain parts of the work are on pause. So that makes a lot of sense. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, again, just looking over the materials about what you guys are up to. Something that really struck me was that MudLab is so multifunctional. It's, It's like a community space. You have a business side and a nonprofit side. You're running these Cleanups at the lake. I also, you're working and partnering with other small businesses. I think you're also running some children's book projects and um, using the space as a multi purpose event space. So, this is just strikes me as a very integrated approach to, to starting a business. I'd love to hear uh, how that came to be and where your instinct for the deep partnership and community focused business came from.
1: Yeah, I mean, so our philosophy and how the organization was founded was based on the idea that community resilience is built in in several different ways. And it's not just doing one thing, but it's it's doing many things. You know, since being founded, we've had to refine our our goals because I think at the beginning, we were honestly just trying to do too much. Um, now we've kind of narrowed it down to three main goals. Um, one is, you know, making sure that people are getting out into the community to pick up trash and learning about kind of what happens to their trash at the end of its useful life. The other is um, distributing food to community members in need. So we have a couple partners who we work with um, to distribute free food to people in need. And then the third is to kind of further zero waste goals um, by making sure that all of our systems are reusable and that our supply chain is zero waste.
0: How, I'm curious, how long have you lived in the Oakland area yourself?
1: I moved here in 2016 to teach English to um, newcomer students, so students from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador in East Oakland. And since then, I mostly taught, but also kind of dabbled in in nonprofit work and volunteer work.
0: Yeah, I'm just really struck by uh, again the the deep community approach with the business and. I'm curious, as someone relatively new to Oakland, how have you been able to go about building the relationships to support your model? Sure, definitely. Um,
1: well, I'm a lifelong Unitarian Universalist, and so I've always been interested in, you know, getting involved in community organizations and and volunteering. Um, I was raised to to volunteer, kind of whenever I had free time. Um, that was just sort of what my parents did. As well as, and so I thought that was a good example that they set in terms of building relationships here in Oakland. I think you're probably aware, but working at a school, you come across a lot of different people from all, you know, the parents and the teachers and the fellow, you know, administrators and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I felt, you know, grateful to enter the Oakland community in such a way and then learn about uh, different populations and different um, priorities that the community had.
0: Awesome. Now I know you said that the consulting side of your work is less active right now. And, you know, still I'm wondering from the work you've done so far and from what you're hearing from business owners in this time of COVID, particularly restaurant owners, what do you feel like are some of the most important elements to helping small businesses and restaurants make the shift to committing to reusables?
1: Well, the difficult thing about reusables is that oftentimes they're, framed in a way or the perception of them is that they're gonna be a lot more expensive. But what we've found in our research, or you know, what Rethink Disposable has found is that using reusables can actually save the business money. Um, I think especially in a time like now when jobs are hard to come by, hiring a dishwasher versus paying for disposables is, mm-hmm. is a clear better option. And so trying to get businesses to move kind of back in that direction but yeah, it's it's a really difficult time for restaurants, especially when their their bandwidth is so limited, and their check averages are lower. Um, customers are not out and about as much. Um, so we're just trying to be patient and to provide practical solutions, and then also be understanding. So you know, if a business wants to start small and just replace one disposable item, we try to make that that possible.
0: Yeah. And from your perspective as a small business and cafe owner in this time, what have you found to be most helpful for your ability to stay resilient through COVID? You know, we've been fortunate to receive quite a few emergency grants
1: and grants to help us get through this time because otherwise, quite frankly, we wouldn't have been able to. Mm -hmm. Um, So we received a grant from the city of Livermore via the Altamont education fund. We received a grant through safety net fund um, we received several private grants, just private individuals donating over $500. And then the SBA, so the government, a small loan from them. And with those monies combined, that's how we were able to kind of brave the pandemic because otherwise we would have gone out of business.
0: That's mm, both good news and bad news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Because for, I know not everybody's able to get that kind of support, which is such a sad thing happening right now. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are listening and aren't able to look at some of the beautiful pictures that will be in the uh, blog version of this podcast, I'd love to hear you describe a little bit what your space is like and what's an average day, what's happening at at Mud Lab. Um, Sure. So we try to get
1: new products in every week or, you know, be refreshing products. We have a bunch of local artists who we work with. So the, the space, um, has a lot of local art on the walls and and all over the place. Um, we have a ceramics artist who provides us with beautiful mugs. The cafe is, is really beautiful. We have a, a redwood supplier who provided all of our tables, and they're for sale, Bay Area Redwood. They rescue redwood trees that are about to be removed for various reasons because of power lines or because of building encroachments or whatever it is and then yeah we're located just across from lake merritt so people can come in they can get a coffee um, sometimes there's a little bit of a confusion because people are like well, I want it to go why is it in this vessel that's going to then be reused and so then we explain to them kind of the advocacy work that we do and the and the trash collection and how we we don't want to be a source of trash for lake merritt we want to preserve the area for future generations Um, and then they can go outside and um, right now they can't enjoy their drink inside but they can go outside and we have a a bench outside that they can sit on to enjoy their coffee so that's kind of the day-to-day in terms of you know we do special events obviously pre-covid we did quite a few we did Mm -hmm. pasta making we had a story slam event um, open mics those kinds of things um, we eventually also want to do financial literacy classes, language classes, and and we're really eager to get back to events once it's a safe time to, to do that.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, from the perspective of a small business cafe owner in this time, do you have any tips or recommendations for, I know that there's many people around the country who love this idea and would love to be able to create something like it in their communities. What are some of the lessons learned in terms of getting such a project set up? What are some of the most helpful um, things to know? The biggest challenges you might not have expected? Any advice you might have for others who are dreaming along similar lines? Sure, definitely. Um, I think every time that I think Mudlab
1: might not survive, like when we face a crisis, because there have been, you know, five or six major crises, <laughs> um, I just have to remind myself that whenever a crisis happens, something wonderful happens as well. So we had to replace a water heater and that was, you know, that and the surrounding repairs ended up being about $15,000. And I remember thinking, oh, this is the end. <laughs> mm. But then the very next day, we got an emergency grant that we weren't expecting to get that we had applied for like way back in March. So I think just, you know, staying resilient, reaching out to the community, asking for help when you need help. We have a tremendously hardworking board of directors. And whenever I send them an email, like, you know, you guys were facing this problem now or facing this problem or um, I'm trying to decide on this new product. Yeah. Just reaching out and, and getting other people involved because truly Mudlab came about because of the hard work of, you know, hundreds of people, the donations of hundreds of people. It wasn't just, you know, a couple of people doing it. It was, it was many, many people. Um, and that's, and that's why I think we're able to kind of get through these hard times because we do have so many people giving advice and, and giving support.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's a great message that it's really a, a community that created it. And that also creates the resilience to get through these difficult kinds of times like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's on the horizon? I know that it's been a strange time, but I also heard you have some, some cool new projects you're launching.
1: Um, yeah, so we have a new partnership um, with Rethink Disposable. Obviously, that's, that started in June, so that's been wonderful. We have a muralist who's coming on board to paint a beautiful Lake Merritt scene on the awning above the cafe that we're so excited about. Um, and we hope to pair with some tours to show people the wildlife of Lake Merritt. And then we have um, CSA pickups starting. And then the most exciting thing in the next couple of weeks is that we have a reusable pizza box pilot that is gonna be starting. So we, have a, we found a pizza chef willing to make pizzas that are gonna be served in reusable boxes to just try to reduce some of that cardboard trash that you might see kind of filling the, the trash cans around town.
0: Wow. So is that going to be, they order the pizza through Mud Lab, like one of the food offerings, or is this a separate project where it's like ordering Domino's, but reusable? It's
1: going to be, yeah, pizzas through Mud Lab, and then you get it in a reusable box. And then when you're done with your pizza, you bring the box back and we wash it for you.
0: That's awesome. Especially right now. Cause I think, I know I have uh, been ordering more than I normally would be in these times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, that is our goal. Yeah, and we're also, so Dispatch Goods, um, who I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. um, they're they're hoping to come in to help us with a couple reusable pilots in the next few months as well. So that's that's another exciting um, thing on the
0: horizon. That's great. Well, is there anything that I haven't touched on that might be good to talk about?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I just wanted to give a shout out to our Lake Cleanup volunteers. We're doing a Lake Cleanup contest this summer And uh, we have 37 people who have each adopted a section of Lake Merritt. And over the course of, so since June 15th, so just a couple months, they've cleaned up nearly 200 bags of like big garbage bags full of trash from the lake and the surrounding parks. So I just want to kind of give a shout out to them because they've been working really hard and obviously they're all volunteers. There's a little bit of prize money for the person who has the cleanest section, but they're just doing it from the goodness of their heart. And that's how they chose to spend their summer.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a great way to get outside right now too. You can wear your mask and do your cleanup, right? <laughs> mask and gloves. <laughs> yeah. For those who aren't familiar with rethink disposable, tell us a little bit about that organization and the kind of work you guys are doing.
1: Sure. So rethink disposable, um, it's a project of clean water action fund. It was started by Miriam Gordon and we, give technical assistance to restaurants and cafes and food establishments also schools who are trying to phase out their disposable food serviceware so we purchase reusables for them and then help train um, their customers or members how to use those things and then document kind of the reductions in landfill that happen because of those switches
0: yeah and for anybody out there thinking about how to make the case for reusables as being better for business. You guys have a lot of great case studies and data that people can share in their own communities to try to convince the businesses and the local governments that this is a good move.
1: Yeah, the case studies are fantastic. There, are, um, Some of them are available on the website, um, but yeah, they're really wonderful.
0: Well, awesome. Vanessa, thank you so much. I have a great admiration for what, everything you seem to be able to do with the limited amount of human time and it's a really cool project and next time I'm in Oakland, I hope to come check it out. I hope so too. Thank you so much for talking to me. And that's our show. If you like what you're hearing, help spread the word. Subscribe to the Indisposable Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Add a review, talk us up, nobody spreads a message like you. The Indisposable Podcast is brought to you by Upstream, sparking innovative solutions to plastic pollution, envisioning a world without it, and empowering businesses, communities, and individuals to imagine and co-create this future with us. You can find resources mentioned on today's episode, as well as learn more about Upstream's work at www.upstreamsolutions.org. Follow us on social and join the movement. There's a better way than throwaway.